Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shutter. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. It's JD. It's always JD. Every time. Every, Every time. single time. Have not been disappointed thus far. Unless you don't oh, like JD and then you you've sure been disappointed not? every episode. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you sure you don't mean we've been disappointed every single time? <laughs> Someday I'll, I'll be like, who's here? Whoa, it's not JD. Thank God. Um, I know, right? <laughs> so, Michelle, what do we do oh. here on We Watch Shudder? Well, I was about to get into that. We watch Shudder. Uh, if you're not oh, familiar shit. with Shudder, it's odd that you picked this episode to start. But hello, welcome. Uh, Shudder is a horror movie streaming service, and we love it, and we watch it, and then we talk about it. Uh, for Spooktober, every year we watch one horror movie every single day to celebrate the spooky month. And we decide to do the same thing for the podcast this year. And we've been recording episodes, and now we've been releasing episodes, and we are almost done with October, and then we will yeah. start November, November, yeah. and we will have yeah. an episode every day in November. No, no we're we not won't. doing that. Oh, okay. No, we're well. definitely not doing that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that would be exhausting. So today's movie that we chose was "They Live in the Gray," and JD, you had you had not seen this before, had right. you? Right. Yeah, this is one that uh, came out literally just uh, about four weeks before we started the podcast. And uh, I definitely uh, had interest in it. I wanted to see it, and I had made plans to see it. And then I don't remember why, but for some reason it just kept getting pushed back and back and back uh, until we got to this idea where we were going to do uh, an episode every day in October. And then uh, I looked at the list, and I was like, there are several on here that I haven't seen yet, so I'm going to wait until we're ready to record the episode to watch them. And one of them was this one. So I literally just saw this for the very first time uh, yesterday, and we're here to talk about it. They live in the gray. Uh, I thought I had seen this movie, but I did not remember any of it, and I might have gotten it mistaken for something else. So I think we were both new to this movie. Ooh, and I think that's a first time for this. Yeah, because we both watch oh. a lot of things. So yeah, yeah as far as do. I know, this was the only thing on the Spooktober list that both of us had never seen. Um, so I will go ahead and read the shutter description. Oh, please to, do. Yeah, absolutely. To give people an intro to the movie. So according to the shutter website, this was directed by Abel and Burley Vang. Uh, while investigating a child abuse case, a clairvoyant social worker discovers that the family is being tormented by a supernatural entity in order to save the parents from losing the custody of their child she must confront her own fears and use her ability to stop the malevolent force a shudder original jd would you like to give us your spoiler free thoughts on this movie i would love to um this movie uh i uh I kind of liked it. Uh, it I, it's not perfect. It definitely has some shortcomings that I'm going to want to talk about in detail when we get into the spoiler section. Uh, one comment I can make here that uh, might at least intrigue you enough to want to go see it is this movie, almost more than any other movie I've ever seen, very much feels like two completely separate movies happening at the same time that just happen to share a character. And I don't mean that in a bad way, 
by any means, but this this is a very ambitious movie. It it tried to do a lot of things and 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 have a lot of layers to its story. I don't think it quite succeeded in doing everything it wanted to do, uh, but it certainly didn't fail completely. And I don't regret seeing it. I thought it was a real solid uh, uh, sort of movie. Uh, it's kind of a ghost story, which is not really. Uh, my sort of thing, and if that feels like a spoiler, well, you're going to figure it out about six minutes into the movie, so uh, get off my back. Supernatural uh, entity. Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's not... Oh, yeah, I suppose it says it right there in the description. Supernatural so, entity. Yeah, so I'm... Uh, I'm. Uh, 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 yeah, I wasn't blown away, but I, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from the Vang Brothers. I'm giving this one three and a half skulls. Three and a half skulls from JD. Well... I'm sorry it did not live up to the hype for you because it definitely did for me. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie, and that's why I don't think I saw it. Or if I did, maybe it was one I put on in the background, didn't pay attention to, and did not give it the time that it deserved. I think if this had been widely released, it would have been very popular. I could see this, uh, you know, the kind of people going to The Conjuring movies and Insidious. And, definitely. Uh, like, all those movies I could see this having a huge following but i don't believe it was widely released i think it says shutter original so i think it was just on the shutter site i wish more people knew about it um there's a lot going on here it is somewhat a formula we've seen before but i've also stated that if the formula works i'm completely fine with that i don't mind the formula being reused if it comes up with a great concoction each time so i enjoyed this i will get into uh, my spoilers of why i enjoyed it but for now i will just say that it gets a four and a half skull from me so four so and that a half averages me, out to four yep. Yep, so four skull rating. I think this is worth checking out because there are some things that if you plan on watching this, you're not going to want us to spoil those things. You're going to want to, you know, check it out and then come back uh, without yeah. letting us spoil. And so. one thing I would like to point out right away before we dig mm -hmm. into the spoilers because it's just a thought that came in from what you were saying there. I do agree. This is a kind of movie that people who are into movies like The Conjuring and, and those sorts of things would definitely really enjoy. And... I, I say that because those are the kind of movies that I'm not typically a fan of. This type of movie is not one that I typically enjoy, and I feel like this one does it better than most of them that I've seen, even though it didn't quite work for me still. Excellent. So, yeah. with that being said, we're going to get into our, into our spoilers. So, if you haven't paused yet and watched the movie, you should probably pause now, but then come back. As we always remind people, pause and then come back. Otherwise, like, what are you doing? Just listen to the first five minutes of each episode, you silly. Uh, so, we're going we're gonna to get into our spoilers. So, pause right now. Okay, they're back. If ah. they want to be back, they are back. They've had plenty of opportunity. Uh, first off, I have to say that the lead lady, the actress of this movie, is a fellow Michelle, and that is why I gave it 4.5 to Saul Michelle. I have to say uh, great. that I spent <laughs> the entire time I was watching this movie thinking that the lead actress was actually Gemma Chan, uh, who played uh, the the one lady in Eternals, whose name I can't remember. Uh, anyway, it's not Gemma Chan. It's, uh, it's Michelle... Uh, Krusiek, I believe is Fellow how you Michelle. say that. Yeah, yeah. she's and, great. Uh, and I felt a little bit of uh, sort of latent judgy Western guilt because, oh, it's two Asian ladies and they might be the same person. And I felt really bad about that. You know what? That's okay to feel guilt as long as you grow from it. To be fair, it. though, I also spent the entire movie uh, thinking that 
even though I knew fully well it couldn't be because she's too young, I spent the entire movie uh, thinking that Audrey, the mother of Sophie, was actually the mom from Home Improvement. So, you know, <laughs> what do I... <laughs> okay, I, so I, you're she, just not doing a great job of identifying no. women in general right no. now. So. Ma- yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm learning something about... <laughs> Michelle, you should probably talk about this movie for a while before I, I dig a, a deeper pit, okay? You, you go can, ahead. You can go Google all the people and figure out who they are. Well, um, I, I know now. I'm just yeah. saying as I was watching... <laughs> Again, I was like, I know it's not Patricia Richardson, but I swear, I swear to God, I did. It's okay. You talk. It's okay. You are forgiven. <laughs> so uh, I didn't want to put it in my my spoiler free section, but this gave me massive sixth sense vibes. It's that kind of movie where there's a twist, and then when you figure out the twist, I was very satisfied. But I also kind of expected there to be a twist. So I don't know. It they could put M Knight's name on this, and I would have been like just as not surprised by it. I knew something was coming, but I thought it was satisfying. I thought it was really interesting. Um, one of the things that I really really like about this movie and I think it's why it works so well for me is the ghosts are not just like people just hanging out you know maybe they're a little like faded and you can see through them or maybe the colors off a little bit they do something that distorts the faces in such a unique way that really emphasizes what is like scary and off-putting and your brain can't really recognize that this is a proper human face like the nose is too big that very first guy sitting at the table or yelling at the table with her and he's got his hand to his neck the way that they film that where it's kind of like from the side and angled weird and that is so off-putting that you don't feel the level of terror that she does but you do feel you know this is not right and I really really like that simple simple thing that they did in this movie for sure. Before we go too much farther, Michelle, because I know it is a thing that you've been trying to focus a little bit more on uh, recently, you want to give uh, sort of a quick breakdown of just oh, basically yeah. what this movie is? Yeah, for sure. You betcha. <laughs> Um, so basically this lady whose character name I've forgotten, but she's a fellow Michelle, so she rocks. Uh, she had a son who passed away and I think she's always been in family services. Um, I don't think that was a revelation right. like once she, yeah. Okay. So she has worked in like child protective services, going into homes of, uh, families where they have had accusations of child abuse and trying to determine whether there was abuse, trying to actually help that family heal, Um, and not, you know, just being like a terrible government person that we could get into. But, uh, so she's really just trying to, like, they show right away when she's in a court scene that she knows that the, the mother was neglectful, but she doesn't want to punish her to the extent that the court does. They show, like, she is really honestly trying to do what's right for these families. So she's a genuinely good person. And then, turns out, she can see ghosts. When also, I mean, she uh, she knows what it's like for a mother to be completely mm-hmm. disconnected from their child. Oh, I was going to get that. Yeah. So yeah. she she sees ghosts and then she uses that to help a family. There's that whole thing. But um, what I enjoyed the most was that you realize she is pretty much like a very good person. But then she doesn't think she's a good person. She's completely tormented by the death of her son. She inadvertently caused that death in a way kind of because she was taking medication to make all the ghosts like go the fuck away. And then uh, her son was left at school and walked home from school and then was found dead. And I have to say that there's a part near the end of this movie where she goes to have a conversation with her son who has passed on. And I thought it was just a very, very good example of why I like this movie. It was so tasteful. It didn't show us the gore. It 
like showed portions of him. It wasn't going for a shock value. It just played it so cleverly and really focused on the emotion and the dialogue and her. And then after that, she goes through a healing phase. You know, she sees her son. She removes her bed from the closet. She calls her husband. She flips the pitcher um, back from the fridge. And you just see her putting her life back together. And when you say it is two separate movies, I completely agree because we are going through this dramatic, uh, you know, the disillusion of her marriage and the grieving and all the guilt she's feeling and then on top of that we also have like this spooky ghost situation where they think that she's abusing the kid and is she abusing the kid and there's that whole mystery and I think I really really liked it I think if this had been two separate movies with the two like the scenes evenly divided I wouldn't have liked it as much I think there was such a stark contrast between what she was doing to help this family but being unable to help herself that just like it just really got me I really 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 enjoyed this yeah it's uh uh like I said it's uh the I'm not typically a fan of of ghost stories or supernatural entity stories. It's one of my least favorite types of horror films. Uh, But I thought this one was really, really, really well done. Uh, I agree with you uh, on the way the the ghosts or the spirits or whatever they are are presented. They're they're not... It's a very uncanny valley kind of presentation, right? They're not... It makes you uncomfortable look at them. Yeah, they're not completely off to the point where you're just like, oh, it's some sort of weird creature. There's just something not quite right about them, and that's really good. Uh, And yeah, so half of this is the story uh, of a woman who is a drug addict because of trauma that she hasn't healed from her childhood and that drug addiction results in the death, uh, uh, it indirectly results in the death of their son and the collapse of her marriage and her inability to forgive herself. And the movie opens with the scene of her trying to kill herself because she can't deal with it, right? And then, of mm-hmm. course, we find out, like you said, that the, she's taken the drugs because she's been seeing ghosts since she was a kid. And the ghosts, not only can she see them, but they can physically harm her. Mm-hmm. And like, and so then, and then you have that story with the uh, with Sophie and her mother. And I thought the way that played out was fantastic. I was completely sold on the idea that the ghost was hurting the little girl for some reason. Mm-hmm. And when they have the big reveal that it turns out the ghost is actually trying to protect the little girl, and the mother has been the abuser this whole time, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I just. There are a couple of things about this, and they're, they're ridiculous nitpicks to me, probably to some people, but there are a couple of parts of this that just, I knew what they were trying to do, and I appreciate the themes of abuse and trauma and, and the, the, the way those layer over each other generationally. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that, but the way this story plays out, it's, it's like... Uh, how how did I try to explain this? I, I had a it's like the story she she sees ghosts which causes her to uh neg- uh neglect her son resulting in his death and then she is able to talk to her ghost son because she's been seeing it, it was a there's a level of convenience there that felt a little too artificial. 
uh, and a little too contrived. And then also the big one that got me is I was fully convinced, right? I was fully convinced that when the cop ex-husband showed up at that house at the end of the movie, he was going to think that Claire had gone crazy and killed all these people and kill her. The fact that he just believed, like, there's all these dead people and they start talking and she finally admits to him that she see because uh, this whole time he doesn't know what's going on with her. He just knows that she's a drug addict and uh, that their kid died and she blames herself and he's forgiven her. He's like, I just wish you would talk to me about what's going on. And then when all of that comes down, what she tells him is like, oh, yeah, I've been seeing ghosts my entire life and I was taking drugs to avoid them because they can also abuse me. And he just bought it. Right? Like, he just accepts it. Like, it's like, there's no questions asked. He just immediately is like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That just didn't quite work for me. I feel like if they had just left that scene out of the movie, uh, it w- like, that scene to me does the story so much disservice uh, mm. because of, of, of the implication of that. But uh, overall, uh, as a presentation of ghost stories, I like that. Uh, there, this isn't about, oh, is she really seeing ghosts? What's going on? Like, no, this movie doesn't fuck around just from the beginning. It's like, no, these are real ghost spirit entity things, and they are fucking up her life. Uh, and uh, there was a period there for a long time where ambiguity was the rage in horror movies, and I'm so glad we're getting away from that. <laughs> uh, so two things, even though we don't have to go on back and forth and de- debate it a bunch. I oh, know no, how you do. and I, I will like go that. for an hour. No, I was just going to say, um, because they're not like super things. And like you said, they might be a little bit nitpicky. Um, her confessing to her husband, I think fit in well for me and I enjoyed that because we had seen her trying to heal and try to let him in more and I think he loved her so much he already expressed that he loved her we'd seen so many of these healing moments um, between them that he was probably like okay I trust you and he probably started realizing you know there's a lot that will make sense you know there were probably a lot of weird things you know unexplained bruises even before the son passed away so I think that's why to me it, it didn't bother me the son part where she can see ghosts and her son passed away I actually thought the fact that she could talk to her son for closure that struck me so heavily because I don't think she had done that yet. The fact that she could go see her son and still didn't, despite having this ability, is how much guilt she had on herself and how she didn't feel worthy to go see him. So I think like it wasn't convenient. It was it was so upsetting to her to go do it. See, I don't I I, uh, uh, I, I see the point you're making there. But mm-hmm. what makes me think that can't be the case is a big part of this movie is she makes it very clear at one point that she has no idea whatsoever whether or not she can communicate with these things because she's never tried to before. Like, there's a scene in the middle of the movie where, the, the like, Sophie's mom asks her, she's like, I mean, do you think you can communicate with them and find out what's going on? And she's like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I can try. Uh, but So that's what leads me to the idea that, that I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Uh, um. It just... Uh, I interpreted that as strange, angry spirits that are already hateful. 
Okay. That's I thought it was like specifically these entities that are already causing harm that she hasn't tried to like sit down and talk to because a guy who's screaming at you with his neck slit, she's probably not going to try to have like a heart to heart conversation. That's what I took that as. Like I didn't think like I have completely written off all possible, but like that's probably what she's encountered. Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying is is I I I think I agree with you on that. Uh, but what I'm saying is I uh, the impression I got. Was that every interaction she's ever had with one of these dead people has been a terrifying, awful interaction, and she's never actually mm-hmm. tried to communicate with any of them. So she doesn't mm-hmm. know whether or not she can. Oh, I agree. I don't know what part we don't agree on. I might not. Right. So, so uh, what? What I'm saying is, is you were talking about how like she always knew she would be able to go and talk to her dead oh. son and get that closure, but no, I didn't, she didn't necessarily even know that she could. I don't think she even tried, like she said. So I'm saying okay. I agree, but I think the I fact gotcha. that she didn't even go attempt to communicate her son—that's what I gotcha. I, I'm getting at. Like I see. that. Yeah, okay. She, yeah. Yeah. Like it. You would think like a lot of people, if they passed away, and you thought there was even a possibility that they were still out there existing in some form if you love them like you would probably go try to talk but she had so much guilt she couldn't even do that and I that's what I took away from it is that like she hadn't even gone out there despite you know how things well yeah yeah. And, and then thinking about it then from that perspective uh like if these crazy ghosts of people I don't even know and had nothing to do with their death are, are trying to hurt me. Uh, what is this person who I do know and who I do mm-hmm. feel I am 100% responsible for their death? What are they going to do to me? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that definitely makes sense there. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, again, I think a lot of it also is, is just a, a certain amount of my detachment from ghost story type movies in general. I think the fact sure. that I, I don't, typically get into those is what makes that ending a little bit more incredulous to me uh is because you know just i mean it's ghost story right uh so again it's it's definitely not enough to ruin the movie for me i I certainly think people who are into this kind of thing are really gonna dig it because i dug it more than i typically like these things Mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah i i uh i think people will love they live in the grave I agree. That's just how I end all of them now. It's just Another, I've well, gotten through my notes. <laughs> one thing I did want to point out because we do a lot of talking about these, uh, like the descriptions and the the uh, the promo images that they use, mm-hmm. because the promo images often give away way too much or show you things. This one is a promo image that it certainly shows you things that when you do finally see them in the movie, you're going to recognize them from that image. But it doesn't give anything away, and it's just super creepy. I, I don't know how many times I looked at this before I realized there's a full shape of a woman standing in the middle of her face on the bridge of her nose. Like it's, uh, a, a, I mean, obviously you can't see it on the podcast, guys, but go to the Shutter website and take it. It's a great uh, uh, promo image. And the movie is beautiful, by the way. Whoever Whoever put this movie together, this house that she lives in, I love that it's it's kind of a big house but it's it's not a big fancy like opulent house like a lot of ghost stories take Lots place in. Lots of square in. footage. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, it's uh it's very it's the kind of house that a lady who's been working in social services for 15 years would live in, right? Mm-hmm. Her husband was a cop, you know, they're very much blue collar people. And oftentimes, uh, movies want you to believe there are blue-collar people living in white-collar houses, and I really appreciated that. This, uh, yeah, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I really like ghosts, though, so this was 
something that I honestly had no idea it was even about ghosts. I just saw that poster and I went, this is going to be spooky and probably weird and art like artsy. And it was not. And I, I enjoyed it. Right. So definitely check out They Live in the Gray if you haven't done so so far. And that mm-hmm. means we made it, Michelle. We have exactly one Spooktober episode Well, we have left. two being released. We have one left to record because we oh, decided to right. save it for last. That's right. We had to record these out of order. We have one more to record. Yeah. Well, just yep. forget I said anything. The last one's coming <laughs> up in a couple of days, guys. <laughs> yep, it is currently the 28th if you're listening to this on the release date, but uh, right. we got... So tomorrow uh, you get... Uh, what do they get resurrection. tomorrow, Michelle? Resurrection. Resurrection? Yeah, apparently that's a new one coming out in October. Oh, okay. Yep, and then they get Hellbender, and then they get our Halloween gift to them. Oh, man. So, so they're going to want to come back for Halloween, I have for sure. completely lost track of where even in the month we are at this point. That's okay. Well, I have a spreadsheet. I'm good. I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad somebody's <laughs> keeping track of where these It's because you go. always ask me what's coming up tomorrow, so I just, I'm ready. I have so I many you. tabs open now. <laughs> it's because I'm a terrible host. I use crutches no, I think it's, it's hilarious. You know how to find out the average of our skull ratings so quickly, and I know how to look up what movie is happening tomorrow. <laughs> we complement each other's superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers activate. Form of a bucket of water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Wonder Twins. How are you old enough to know the Wonder Twins? Um, I don't know. I watched I a lot of Cartoon Network and Twins. then it became old movies. I watched Boomerang. I had a grandma. She was hip with the Wonder Twins. <laughs> Well, all right, guys, come back tomorrow for Resurrection, the, the the new release film. Come back in a couple of days when we talk about Hellbender. And then uh-huh. definitely come back on Halloween because mm-hmm. we got a hell of a selection for you. Oh, my God. People are going to, like, not feel the way that we do about this movie and not consider it the gift that we will. But uh, Oh, I don't know. know. I I get the feeling that a lot of the people who uh, who tune in are going to agree with us completely. <laughs> well, there's one way to find out. See y'all on Halloween. Right on. Say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle.